0: Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, was about there was a everyone i'm Kama, and you can find me at comma splice on blue sky social and today i'm joined by chicky
1: hey i am chicky and i am chicky on blue sky social
0: um as always we will be spoiling everything uh books and i suppose show um Ugh. i don't think we need trigger warnings for anything except a lot of violence and sadness because <laughs> it's yeah ice and fire yeah um, and we will be talking about John 8 from A Storm of Swords.
1: John Bleak. This yeah. the whole last half of this book for John is just bleak after bleak after bleak chapter.
0: So yeah, it is. And he's he's not having a great time. He's uh having a dream or I guess a nightmare about Winterfell, and he sees a gray wolf spotted with blood. Um, there's a whole there's stuff about like the stark ghosts telling him he doesn't belong there in Winterfell. Anyhow, he wakes up and hears the two horn blasts, which means uh, what is it, two for the wildling attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, And fortunately, uh, Donald Noy, um, so in our episode descriptions that Guile has for our schedule, she, she writes that Donald Noy is a badass, and I gotta say, he is. He
1: absolutely oh. is. He didn't make it to the show, right? I was like, we We might might talk about the show. Oh, did
0: he? He was on the show? I want to say he made it, and I want to say, like, he, because, well, spoiler alert for this particular um, um, chapter, he doesn't make it out of here, but I want to say in the show he did. Like, I think he's, like, later on when there's the whole business about who's going to be Lord Commander, I want to say, like, he's one of the contenders, Oh, yeah, I could be wrong on that. I have no memory.
1: All I remember is that they swapped Gren in for his death. And that is the thing that I was most angry about that season, I think. Yeah. You know, easier times.
0: I don't know. I could be wrong. I want to say he's there. I I just remember because I think I... um. I think I remember I thought I what I'd seen on the show and I thought he made it out. And I was sort of surprised when I'm reading the chapter going, oh, no, no, he didn't. So anyhow, poor Donald. All right. So Donald uh, gives John command of the battle part. He's going to be down at the gate. He's like, I'm a Smith. You know, you it's kind of sad when, you know, there's a 15 year old boy and he's the one with the best command experience. Um, But that's what's going on. And John is up at the top of the wall, which is um, they're seeing all sorts of things. The Wildlings have um, mammoths, and there's yeah. like an absolute ton of them. And uh, the people who are at the top of the wall, wall, who are you know, it's a small crew too. I mean, there's like what a prostitute from the wall, there's satin, there's like no one's like this is not a full fighting force.
1: Yeah. It's like, you can't, you can't even call this a skeleton crew. I mean, it's not even, it's not even that good. Like it's, it's a very bedraggled
0: bunch. And um, I think the big part of the chapter to my mind is everyone's starting to lose faith. And John gives the big speech to sort of rally everybody and the crew takes heart. And I'm not a battle tactician person, but basically, he has them aim at the battering ram at the mammoths, um and they manage to get the wildlings to break off and scatter
1: yeah, I think this is a really good moment for John, where he 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 finds a way to give courage to everyone where they're you know you know he's like never seen a mammoth climb a wall or whatever it is, which yeah, is I mean, uh pretty pretty apt.
0: I think he's got natural leadership skills and I think they sort of come into play here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, clearly. And you know, this is, it's so funny. Well, this is a Jamie Brienne podcast, so I'm not going to apologize for it. But at the beginning when John has the dream about being in the Winterfell crypts, it's kind of like a little bit of an echo of Jamie's Jamie's dream a little earlier in this book where he's imagining himself. He doesn't know where, but he thinks maybe under Casterly rock and, um, you know, it's so funny because Jamie's being told that that is his place, whereas John's imagining that it's not his place. And then you see this other kind of parallel between them where, where, um, you know, Jamie's just told us how he ended up being the one to defend the Red Keep when he was, I don't know, 17 or whatever. And you're like, well, that's dumb. And then you see John basically handed command of the wall at 15 and you're like, well, I guess things happen. This is how you end up with some crazy kid, you know,
0: running the show. Yeah. Um, so they break off. They've got a, like, they've got a respite. And John, meanwhile, is in dire pain from, I think, his wound, which I totally forgot about because it's been forever since I recorded. Uh Um, and he goes to get, um, leave, um, he leaves Gren in charge. And I kind of love that both Gren and Pip are absolutely horrified at that decision. (laughs) I love them. Um, and what, he goes down to the gate. And then finds out that all of Donald and all of his men are dead, and that they, you know, he knows John knows that it was uh, the last of the giants, um, Mag the Mighty, who did that.
1: Yeah, this all has a very big echoes of like the Last March of the Ents kind of thing. Yep. With Which both I'm the mammoth, the mammoth, and the giants, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I'm assuming that's a deliberate token kind of pulling in. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, and I kind of I love how John, you know, while he's obviously freaked out about defending the wall and he's upset about the men that they've lost in Donald Noy, he also at the same time, you know, spares some sympathetic thoughts for the mammoths and the giants and Meg, like, you know, like as much as he can, he he is sorry that they've had to kill them in this way.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's got and he never loses his human compassion. I mean, he knows he knows these people or some of these people and he feels sorry. And I don't you know, dispute that. Yeah. So they know he, again, I'm not good at like battle defense stuff, but you know, stuff needs to be done to the gate and John is giving orders. And then he goes to Maester Eamon and he tells him that they're going to have to tell, um, Sir Winton stout that he needs to take charge. And I, I had to look this character up because I've never heard of him. I swear to, and apparently he's only in this like one or two mentions of him. So um I think he was just made up for the this particular chapter. Probably probably
1: even George was like, Oh, I gotta make it a little believable that John really is the only one that would be left to handle things.
0: Yeah, because apparently Eamon's like, No, that's not gonna work. Sir Eamon is very old. He's not gonna remember what I I don't know if he's in it sounds like he's not, you know, at all feasible. And then John's like, well, okay, then you should do it. You should take command. And Amon's like, no, I don't do that. I'm a maester. And the chapter ends with him basically saying, it's on you. You have to take command.
1: God, what a moment. What a crazy moment. Um, I mean, you know, it's always been headed this way, but. Well, I guess it was even a surprise to George that he was going to have John really in these big, really big positions of command this early because he always meant to do his five-year jump or whatever. But it is pretty nuts that he's 15. Is he close to 16 yet? I don't remember. I know he ends up
0: 16 he must be, by dance. The other kids are like a year or so older. So, I pres- you know, he's age two. But even so, I mean. I Yeah, I it know, doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, Heck, even if you were 18, I would be like questioning some of this. But. You know, he's and it's, you know what, the battle stuff, as much as I don't really like, I like watching that kind of thing. I don't like like reading it as much. It does have this flavor of the sort of like, you know, um, Swiss Family Robinson, Return of the Jedi, Ewok battle where everyone's got ingenuity and, you know, insurmountable odds. And it's George channels all that fairly well.
1: Yeah, he's 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 best in this kind of battle scene um, where where he can kind of stick with an intimate crew um, that's manageable to kind of like explain the action. Um, And so this is this is him at some of his most effective, I feel like, uh, with the battle scenes and, you know. I like the way that he shows John's, you know, you don't ever see John in this chapter specifically thinking of it. You can tell that as a Lord's son, even as a bastard, he was raised to understand, you know, the basics of of combat and, you know, how things should be done. Because he's thinking about how, you know, Mance's army has no discipline and things like that. Just the little things that are, you know, you can go, okay, there are some wheels, you know, turning behind the scenes. John knows John knows some things about defense yeah. and conducting a battle
0: and there's stuff about like you know if they had proper siege you know defense mechanisms these are you know like he he's aware he knows he's got yeah, he's been through basic already, you know, yeah, yeah. he's had some command school type stuff, and um but yeah, so that is the chapter that is the chapter.
1: The beginning, the beginning of the battles at the end of this book. Um, so we, we did have a piece of mail um, from Buck O'Hare on uh, the discord server. And he wondered, and this is funny. Cause this is kind of what we were wondering. Uh, was John the right person to take command?
0: Well, I think given who we know of being there and that's the problem is cause like the people we hear of, you know, like you only like the Sir Winton I've you know, just pops in for this one bit. I mean, of the people we know, sure. I mean, because like the other people are what? Like they're off at other castles. There's really nobody else.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you when you see Donald Noy die and you know who's there, most of whom are, you know, John's like initial cohort or or greener recruits. Or very, very old, it, it does make sense how John ends up being the person who takes command and I mean, it's it's hard to imagine anyone doing a better job given the circumstances. I mean, they just don't have much to work with here.
0: Yeah. So I you know, I I guess it's like if I were a manager and I had a full HR roster in front of me, I could say, Okay, no. Potter <laughs> Pike was the guy, they should have gotten him, but I don't, you know. Yeah. I mean,
1: he makes it sound like there are, like, 20 or 30 people left full stop at Castle Black at this point. I don't know that he ever, like, enumerates how many people are left, but that's kind of the vibe.
0: Yeah. Well, if you would like, do we have anything else to say, or?
1: You know what, comma, we probably should say one thing. I kind of meant to drop it um, in one of our recordings today. So, surprise, surprise, we as a podcaster almost 10 years old, we are going to be having our 10 year anniversary in just a few short months. And we're going to do a special, I guess, Q and a episode. So if you have any like questions, random questions about the podcast, about fandom or Jamie and Brienne, or George and his fantastic podcast, procrastination, feel free to drop those to us. We will put up some posts in a couple months with um, more specific questions but I just want to kind of lay the groundwork that that is coming so people think about if there's anything they would like to ask us or share.
0: Okay and um, so if you would like to send us those messages or just in general, if you have specific questions about the chapters okay. we have coming up or what we talked about, you can send us a message at close the door and come here at tumblr.com. Um, or you can email us at close the door and at gmail.com. I think we're still on Twitter at door podcast. It seems like it. Guile, Guile has not given up yet. Um, we do not yet have an account on blue sky, but I'm on there. And if you post something, I'll see it. Um, please like, and review us uh, wherever you listen, as it really helps new listeners find the podcast. And lastly, uh, please consider supporting us on Patreon, and you can do that by going to patreon.com/close close the door. Thank you to all of our existing Patreon supporters. I'm closing the door. Get out.